Ladies and gentlemen, Happy New Year for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yes, Happy New Year, new life, new year, new me. So let's do some 10 push-ups. Okay, one, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, that, that about sums it up. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Yes, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I am new owner of Soundbar, Marco Lister. Woo! With Subwoofer. Oh, fully sick Subwoofer, mate. Yes. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through stereo. 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 But without a Soundbar and a Subwoofer, you have to get that yourself. Yeah, not everyone is as rich as you, Mr. Lister. Well, I didn't buy it. <laughs> Story is, um, me and the wife uh, have decided to um, find some cheaper alternatives. And what we had was, I was on Telstra and she was on Optus. So we decided, ah, we'll go Aussie Broadband because we don't, we, we're not sponsored by them. But we decided to do a che- cheaper deals and all that. Mm-hmm. And so when I was swapping over my, my stuff... Uh, um, and cancelling everything from Telstra, uh, you can get like reward points or whatever. And I haven't touched them for a couple of years. And they said, and they said, oh, you can use these up. And it's like, okay, what can I get? Oh, you can get a soundbar and a subwoofer. I haven't got one of them. Okay, so I got it for free. Yeah. Hell yes. May I inquire as to the brand? Samsung. Ah, oh, very nice. Yes, it was either that or a brand that I've never heard before. That's all right. I'll take the one we know. <laughs> yes, that's Brandon. That's Brandon. That's, that's Brandon. all about. Let's, all about go Let's go, Brandon. Let's, Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. Ah, sorry. <laughs> We're not going political this time. <laughs> no. 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 We're not talking about any any certain trash fires that may be happening elsewhere in the world right now. <laughs> How long was it until they got Kevin McCarthy? Oh, anyway. No, I I have not been I have not been following it. So that's all right. So I cannot contribute. <laughs> I tell you what I can contribute to is content for this podcast. Content and that yes, content. Um, for for before we start, if I can speak English words, before we start, should mention obviously Fulia is not here today. No. Oh. Um, unfortunately, uh, but she, uh, she's, she's playing tennis. She's playing. <laughs> yes. She's playing tennis. She's at the Australian Open, um, actually doing some filmography work, which we oh. are super proud of her. Yes. Um, it's very exciting for Tennis Australia. So we wish Fulia all the best and hope it's going amazing. I'm sure it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure when she'll be back on the show because the tennis is running for a couple of weeks. Hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see her return at some point, I'm sure. Yes. Um, but, yes, yes, she's here in spirit as always. So. Yes. And not the spoilers. Uh, but hopefully she'll come back because the only time we get to hear of it is going to be on this podcast because we're not going to get any of it. 
yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk about that at the end of the show. <laughs> That's right. We can talk about it at the end of the show. But it's uh, it's yes. coming up. It's coming up soon. It's coming up very soon. Yes. 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 All right. Um, let's dive in, shall we? Um, dive it. Michael. Hello. What? What have you been watching? It's been a it's been a couple of weeks. What 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 highlights have you got for us? Well, uh, coming off the last year, uh, probably the only thing that I've seen to tap off the year was uh, Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion mm-hmm. on the Netflix, mm. and really much enjoyed that. Uh, not to spoil it, if you haven't seen it or not. I, I've seen it. Oh, you've seen it. I was going to talk about it too. That's yeah. right. Uh, I'll just make my little spiel. Uh, Go for very it. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, uh, I know a lot of people are be, uh, just suki la-las of saying, oh, it's a misdirection. It's a fucking mystery movie. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> Literally. And I love the fact that, that they did that and mm. it just keeps on guessing. And yeah, and can't wait for the next one. Hell yeah. Hmm. Anyway. I've got myself a little black book myself. Yeah. My little, my little pocket diary that I've, I've inspired. Well, I've, so I can remember what I've seen and also yeah. things that are coming up because I have a memory yes. like a sieve. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the first day of the first day, I watched Snow White with because my little daughter wanted to watch Snow White for mm-hmm. for the upteenth time. So I watched that. Wonderful. Uh, and yeah, that was good. Uh, Second uh, of January, I watched a. To tell you like straight out, I'm I'm planning to watch something new like every day. I'm trying to, so mm-hmm. uh, next day I watched a doco called This Place Rules, by by the um, by a uh, YouTuber called uh, 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 Channel Five News who like go around to different places and interview people just with a microphone. And so HBO mm. d- d- decided to say, hey, what, you've got some footage for uh, the January 6th uh, insurrection. Uh, why don't you watch that? So it's a very highly political stuff. But it's also fascinating because he gets to interview a, ver- uh, a, a very uh, uh, an array of very interesting people. Yeah. So if you enjoy that sort of thing, I re- would recommend it. It's very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, no. <laughs> <laughs> Next day, uh, also uh, on uh, Disney Plus, uh, I watched Strange World. Uh, it was interesting. Um, probably wouldn't watch it again, but I can okay. sort of see what they were going for. Uh, uh, weird twist at the end, but it's sort of yeah, it's sort of interesting, and I'm, uh, and I'm I'm in an airing on why they decided to like tried to bury it because there wasn't really much uh, promotion for it so no. the only time I watched it was on Netflix when I could watch it for I'm sorry Disney Plus where I could watch it for free mm. except for my ex- subscription that I pay yearly yeah yes uh, also on uh, Disney Plus I watched Barbarian finally uh, do you know that movie I recently came across it I haven't watched it yet but um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, go in blind. I'm not going to mention anything, but it's all right. It's great. Very, very cool. It, it is a horror. Yes. Uh, but it, or thriller, thriller horror sort of thing. Okay. So it it's uh it definitely, if I can say, it definitely harkens back to like like 1980 sort of horror, horror stuff. 
it, it definitely has that sort of vibe. And, That's cool. And it's very—I I would recommend it because I know you, I know you, and you probably get a <laughs> kick out of it. So yeah, I'm not going to give okay. you anything okay, thank you. about it. All right, it's done. good to go blind. Uh, nice. Uh, uh, same same day, I watched Star Wars: uh, The Bad Batch, but we'll talk about it later. Yes. Uh, what else do I watch? I didn't watch anything on Thursday. That's weird. Uh, I watched um, uh, School of Rock again because it was it's about to leave Netflix, and uh, I decided, hey, my kids would probably enjoy this. Uh, they they didn't really watch it, but uh, my wife hasn't hasn't seen it ever. So I int- oh. yeah, so I introduced her Jack Black when he was Jack Black, and not the holiday Jack Black. <laughs> yes. So that was fun, and then I realised that that movie is this year twenty years old, and it made me feel old. <laughs> God yep. dang it! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched uh, the Beauty and the Beast thirtieth uh, anniversary uh, celebration thing that's on Disney Plus. So I watched that. Ah. And that was quite fun. Uh, yeah, it was just a, just the same thing, um, but done by uh, modern people. And I got introduced uh, to her, the the singer. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, she's 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 quite good. Yeah, I had a lot of fun saying, "Oh, do you know her?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a very wordsmith savvy person. You are, yes. Yeah, but I haven't watched anything today because uh, I'm doing this. <laughs> and I worked, so yeah, no time yet. Yeah, no time, no time. Maybe some, maybe something after after the podcast. After the kids go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what, but who knows? Maybe I'll get uh, get uh, inspired by your suggestions of what you've watched, maybe mm. Kendall. So what do you watch? Yes. What did you watch? Well, uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of things um, the last few weeks, uh, but I will not talk about everything. Um, yeah, sorry. We'll be, here, we'll be here for. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> only because I only because I have like everything I've watched lately. I've really, really liked. So I will just go on and on and on. Okay. Um, I'll just yes. do this. Yeah, just yeah, and just wrap it up. Boop, boop, boop. Wrap it up. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah, Glass Onion finally watched it. Actually watched it with Fulia. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was at her house for the monthly recording, um, we watched it afterwards, and and yeah, I I think, like I think I like the first film better. Yeah, um, they're definitely different. But they're very different. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's kind of um, apples and oranges in a yeah. way. Well, the first um, one was a bit more claustrophobic, where the other one's more. Sure. Where this one's more grand. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I. Um, I wasn't sold on the film until the the second half kicked in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not going to say what it is. No. But once the once the second half kicks in, you're like, holy shit. Okay, I'm I'm in now. I'm invested. Um, yeah. So I, I I enjoyed it very much by the time it was done. Um, and yeah, and I am very impressed by um, Janelle Monae. Um, she killed it in this movie. And uh, Daniel Craig is just like forget James Bond. He was born to be Benoit Blanc. Like I have said the same thing to my wife. Oh, it's yeah. like I much prefer him in this because you can see he's enjoying himself. He's so much. Oh my god, he's enjoying himself so much. Just it's 
the way he talks and the choices of words he gets to use in his, and I reckon, you know. And I reckon he's going to play this for years. <coughs> I reckon he will, yeah. yeah. I feel like they're, like, they're, Ryan Johnson's already working on a third film. <laughs> with so, Muppets? Yeah, with, yeah, the internet has, <laughs> has put together a concept with Muppets, so um, I'm down for that if they, if, oh my god, if, I really hope that that works out. That would be brilliant. <laughs> 110%. Um, but yeah, Glass Onion, definitely recommend people check it out. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, another, a couple other films I want to quickly mention. I've uh, been to the cin- cinema a couple of times, of course. Um, and I saw the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, um, which um, was all right. It was okay. It was fine. It's very much a surface level biopic. It doesn't really go too much into who Whitney is as a person. Oh, or, okay. Um, yeah. Like, it's very much a by-the-numbers... <clears throat> yeah, here are all the major events in her life. You know, this is the time she did this song and that song and and, and this album and The Bodyguard and all this stuff. Um, but it doesn't... Like, there are opportunities to kind of look into her a bit more deeply, hmm. but they, they don't go for it. Like, they, they start to and then they back away. Um, there was only one moment, really, of realness... I found, and it was right at the end of the film. Um, but it still brought me to tears. But I don't know if that's because, you know, it's just her story is so sad and tragic, the yeah. way it ended. Um, and the way they did it in the film was, yeah, it was very heartbreaking. Um, so it's a it's a fine film, and I will commend Naomi Aki uh, for playing the voice because she did a wonderful job. Um, I really, really liked her her take on Whitney. I thought she was very good. Um, I suppose after seeing Weird, that biopics is probably ruined for <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. But as it stands, there are biopics for both Madonna and Michael Jackson in the works currently. So we'll hmm. see. Well, I don't want either of them, but we'll see how they turn out. <laughs> There's already been a, a Madonna biopic, and it's weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't need to do anything else. <laughs> Seen it, done it. Seen it, done it, been there. Let's. If let's there's no cameo on. of Weird Al, I'm, 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 it's a it's a hard zero for me. <laughs> it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a zero for me, dog. It's a, it's a zero for me. Um, and then the other film I saw at the cinema, uh, actually last night, I went and watched Triangle of Sadness. Oh. Um, yeah. So this is a film that's kind of on the awards circuit um, at the moment. I think it's up for a Golden Globe for best comedy. I think, um, and. I believe it took out the top prize at Cannes um, earlier in the year. So it's a it's a dark comedy, um, a little bit of satire um, about sort of greed and money and um, superficiality and the tables turning and yeah and it's really really good. I I really liked it a lot. I won't say much more than that. You can watch the trailer if you want to get an idea of what you're going into. Because, um, yeah, it's a very certain type of sense of humour. Oh, um, yeah. I love them. Li- yeah. But I, I think you might, Mike, you might like it, Michael. Um, mm, might like it, Michael? I, can, I can't speak today. Jeez. No, it just sounded very interesting in my head. Yes. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, I really liked it. The only critique I have of it is that it was just too long. That's the only problem I had with it. Otherwise, it was very uh, enjoyable. Yeah. Because um, it's just over two hours. Ooh, for a comedy. For a comedy, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there are dra- there are dramatic elements in there, but it, they're played for humour. Oh, yeah. You know, it's very dark. Yeah. A good it's, 95 and you're out. 
I reckon. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that yeah, they probably could have cut out a, a little bit of it and it, like sh- sharpened it to maybe a hundred minutes max, and mm. it would have probably still had the same effect. So, um, but that's just my personal opinion. But yeah, it was it was messed up, and I loved it. <laughs> um, in terms of TV, I've been watching. Um, what do I have to mention? I have a couple of things, and I want to make sure I have all my th- my things that's in right. front of me so I don't forget anything because uh, I feel like I'm already up, forgetting apparently. something. Oh, good for for those who enjoy that. Hmm. Not not me, not I. All right, the two TV shows I want to mention. Okay, I remember them. All right, so first off, um, finished season two of Legend of Korra now. Ah! Yeah! You're doing way better than me. Yeah, finally found the time to get uh, get together with my friends and, and, and watch it. And uh, yeah, season two was amazing. And um, if you like your... The, the lore behind avatars in the airbender universe then yes yeah, you'll get a ma- massive kick out of season two sweet because they really go back to the beginning um of where it all kind of began and it's uh it was really really well executed so. yeah west yeah. Yeah. yeah um and then lastly i want to mention i watched or well, i finished severance season one um i can't remember if i said that I'd started it last time. I think I maybe have just started it when we did the last episode, but I don't actually remember if I mentioned it or not. I think you were like two, uh, two or three episodes in. Yeah, I was a couple episodes in. Yeah, so I managed to finish off the first season. Um, and yeah, it's probably made my top ten of the year oh. uh, for 2022. Um, because the last episode... And I'm not saying that you have to wait for the last episode for it to be good, because again, it's, <laughs> good, it's good the entire way through. But the last episode, one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Oh, that's uh, putting that up. Oh, it, on that pedestal, it ha- man. <laughs> it, I know, but it has a nine point seven rating on IMDb. Nine point fucking seven. That oh is yeah, but you know how high. I am with 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 that. <laughs> I know, I know. But generally, if 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 the rating is over nine, you're in top tier category good territory uh, ter- territory yes um but it, regardless yeah it was a perfect 40 minutes of television that last episode but the way it all came together the build-up the payoff the execution the twists the turns just the performances i mean there i i i yeah i was i couldn't believe it like yeah like there was this one this one character's arc throughout the season just kept getting better as it went along. Like, I, you thought you knew everything about them and then something else would happen and then it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is just this is just getting... Yeah, so Severance, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. If you have Apple TV+, Plus, anyone watching, listening right now, highly, highly recommend watching it. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I'll put it on my list of when I get my free month. Or is it a free you, week? I can't remember. Yeah, I, it's probably a, a week or two. I'm going to have to watch yeah. everything in a week. Ted Lasso. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, Ted Lasso and Severance. Yes. The Jason Momoa C. Oh, yeah, C. I haven't seen that yet. C. Go CC. Got a CC. Yep. All right. Well, those are my my highlights for the last couple of weeks. So I think uh, that might be the time now to dive in to the week that was in the nerdy news. (laughs) 
This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most s. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright. Nerdy news time. Um, first week of the year and we don't really have a lot to talk about. Um, but we have a couple of things that are definitely worth mentioning. Starting with, of course, our top story. Now... It's been a scary week. Mm. <laughs> it's been a really scary week um, because we almost lost Jeremy Renner. Um, oh boy, I hope I don't get too emotional about this because I was very upset um, and terrified that I was going to wake up and he would have died. Um, and I'm so glad and so thankful that that did not happen, especially for his family. Um, but for those who aren't aware, um, the wonderful human that is Jeremy Renner, uh, was involved in an accident with his snowplow, um, uh, not far from his property in Nevada in the States. Now, America obviously, uh, is going through winter at the moment and they've been having record breaking snowstorms all across the country. Um, and, uh, yeah, and where, where Jeremy lives up there, uh, where this property he has his anyway, um, there's a lot of heavy snowfall. Now, the story is he, uh, was being a, a good Samaritan, a good neighbor, a good person. And he had a snowplow and he was trying like to help people. And he'd pulled over to help this, to help these people who had been stuck with their car like you know they couldn't the snow was too great and they couldn't you know they were stranded essentially so he's pulled over to help them and then everything has gone wrong because for some reason he like the snow plow came out of park and rolled over him um and nearly killed him so yeah so he was airlifted to hospital he suffered in, insane injuries of course to his chest and apparently one of his legs is pretty badly messed up. Um, we don't really know the full extent of his injuries. They're keeping that private. Understandably, we don't need to know until such time as Jeremy or whomever decides it needs to be public. It doesn't need to be public. We don't need to know. All we care about is that he gets the help he needs, which it looks like he is. Yeah. Um, cause he started sharing photos and videos from the ICU, mm. um, that have just been, I haven't watched the videos because I, I will start crying. So That's all right. To... He's just getting a head massage from his sister. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought there was another one I saw maybe, unless it was just a photo, but... Maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, but anyway, I'm just... I, I see what I see, and I'm like, okay, I can't handle it. I'm just going to keep... Like, he's okay? Yep, tick. Um, like, the day that the first... He, he posted a, the first photo of himself in the hospital on Instagram, um, and uh, a friend of mine sent it to me because I hadn't seen it yet. And, uh, yeah, I nearly started crying on the spot because I was like, oh, thank God. I like Because this happened – this accident happened on January 1st, man. Like, with, the year started with this shit. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty fucking awful. And it could not have happened to a better person. Um, so, yeah. So our thoughts and prayers are going – I know that sounds cliche and stupid, but I mean it um, – to Jeremy for speedy recovery. Um, you know, we hope to hear some good news about his outlook um, for a quality of life going forward. Um, and we also wish him a happy birthday because he just turned 52 as well this weekend. So happy birthday, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, it, sorry, it was a, a really bad start to the year for you, but um, yeah, we're just glad you're alive. Mm. So yeah, um, yeah, just, but to, to find out after the fact that, 
he was actually being a real life superhero and helping people doing the right thing like it's just a testament to who he actually is as a person um and um yeah just wonderful to see that there are good good people like him in the world so yeah hopefully he pulls through speedily um and uh yeah we see him on our screens again maybe one day but um yeah before i get too more emotional michael yeah (laughs) um yeah how are you how did you react to hearing hearing this news what are your thoughts on jeremy yeah it was all it was all through the the webosphere and yeah it was a bit of a shock and him basically trying uh i think i heard that he was trying to jump back into the plow to 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 stop it again but yeah yeah i suppose his leg got caught and then he just went under yeah yeah so yeah i'm I'm glad he's doing all right and um we'll see if what happens uh with his life and and i suppose hmm and and with yeah of course with with his roles with um with uh, avengers and the marvel cinematic universe we don't know what's going to happen may maybe he'll 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 have like the uh uh, Mark Hamill thing thing in Empire Strikes Back where you know they had to explain why why he's the way he is. We don't know the extent of the injuries. So, mm. well, a, f- a friend of mine made a comment um, to me that you know it was very Hawkeye like of him to get injured because um, apparently in the comics Hawkeye has a penchant for uh, hurting himself. Yeah, like, I believe. Like with the um, previous thing that we've just seen, like the Hawkeye series, mm, where mm. just grabbing bags of meat, frozen meat, just to, you know, yeah. makeshift, makeshift get, getting well kit. Yeah, so <laughs> living up to his reputation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... It's a good, good thing yeah. they sort of passed the torch. <laughs> I know, I wasn't going to say it, but I mean... I suppose it is fortunate in, you know, if we're going to take any kind of a positive from this, it's at least he's kind of sort of, I mean, it wasn't, a, hasn't, hasn't been officially announced that no. he stepped away from the role or anything yet, but you know, the Hawkeye series was very much a passing of the torch, as you just said to, yeah. um, to Kate Bishop. So, um, at least that's done. Hmm. But yeah, what, I don't know what their plans were going forward. They haven't said anything. I don't think Kevin Feige has, said anything i think it's it's again it's probably too soon to tell anyway what what what's going to happen because yeah we like we said we don't know what his out like outlook what his quality of life is going to be going forward and whether he will be able to do the things he was able to do again um yeah and as you said he's 52 he's 52 i know what are you trying to do be the hero (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes, yes, he was. Yes. All right, but yeah, we're again, we're very relieved that he's 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 gonna be all right. Yeah. Um, he's still with us, thank God. So, um, yes, fingers crossed for him going forward. Absolutely. Um, all right, getting into some more positive news, or should I just say some more distract, more distracting news, I suppose, because um, this is not entirely positive either. Because I'm a bit annoyed, but hey. It is what it is. Um, Nicolas Cage um, 
this week had, like, whilst giving interviews for something else uh, that he's working on or just in general giving an interview uh, happened to mention uh, that he has not been approached by Sony to reprise his role as Spider-Man Noir from Into the Spider-Verse um, and he was my favourite thing about that movie oh okay <laughs> <laughs> excuse me apart from apart, outside of the, the you know the main story with Miles and his family and his learning to be Spider-Man and and everything with Wilson Fisk. Apart from the main story, Spider-Man Noir was such a fun element and addition, I think, to Into the Spider-Verse. And and the fact that it was Nicolas Cage, I thought was just awesome. Um, So, yeah, so I really enjoyed that character in that uh, first film. So, yeah, I was just a bit disappointed to hear that it looks like he's not going to be returning, um, at least for Across the Spider-Verse. Um, who knows if going forward, like Nicolas Cage has said that he is um, definitely keen to do some more, um, but at this time there are no plans for him to come back. So, um, I mean, that would explain why he wasn't in the trailer, um, I guess. But who knows? Who knows what's, what's going on behind the scenes at Sony? Or in um, the poster, yeah. Yeah, or in the po- yeah, exactly. He's not in the poster either, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Disappointing. Hopefully, they uh, find a way to work him into the story in the third film that they're doing. But um, if the, if all we get of him is, you know, uh, him and his Rubik's cube in the first film, then hmm. I will I will take that happily. So, um, yeah. Michael, do you have any any thoughts on this? Does this bother you at all? Um, not as much as you, but <laughs> um, I suppose they said what they wanted to say in the first movie and they probably like story-wise don't really need to fit him in because we're going to be getting a whole new slew of different uh, spider people in the mm. in these two movies coming out uh in the first one this year way uh, much anticipated and yes and yeah we we know that gwen's coming back but we we haven't heard if uh, spider ham's coming back or uh or what's what's her name? Patricia Parker? Uh, 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 the little anime girl with a spider. Oh, yeah. I can't remember her name, but yes. No, we didn't see her. I thought I could have sworn there was... Well, there's... Isn't Peter B. Parker in the trailer? Oh, yeah. She, uh, he, he's in it as well. Yeah. I suppose... Not spider like, like the main three. Yeah, the main three are in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ones that we see. More of. Yes. And more then, of, yes. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> There's going to be a, a whole a whole lot of ones that you probably get. Up. Ooh, I mean Oscar Isaac, come on! I know, I know, I'm so excited to see him. I'm so well, yeah, hear his voice anyway. Yeah, well, yes, yes. I'm, I, I, you've seen the trailer, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. They pretty much put his face on it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. Sorry. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, looking forward to that. And, yeah. And I think also in the same interview that um, Nicolas Cage was in, he, he, he has no intention of being in Star Wars. So, it's like, oh, really? You know what you want. I like it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah, we don't need Nicolas Cage in Star Wars. No, God, no. No, no. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's fine. That's totally fine. He uh, Look, after the unbearable weight of massive talent, he can do whatever he wants. It's fine. Like, he can I, pick and choose his own, his own, his own stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's been doing a lot of really interesting 
things the last few years mm. anyway. So, yeah, keep that trend going, I say. I want to see a string of ones that I want to see. I want to see Pig. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen Because it sounds so fabulously Mandy. stupid and yeah. lovely. And also that um, uh, Wally's World. Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland, you know. Yeah. Where he's basically take, taking on the uh, Friday Nights at Freddy's uh, mechanics. So, I'm up for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should be a should be a cageathon. <laughs> a cageathon. Yeah. Yes. Cage like month. It. Cage month. Yes. Do it. Coming to a, a, a YouTube Lounge room near you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Our third and final story for this week uh, is uh, the biggest no-brainer of all time um, because duh. Uh, well, Netflix. it is Netflix. It is Netflix. I know, I know. That's true. Uh, Netflix have announced they have renewed Wednesday for season two. Um, yeah. It's interesting, though, I will say, because there were rumours before this announcement that Wednesday might be heading to Amazon Prime. Um, Yeah, there was a rumour about that. I don't know if that was because of netflix's hesitancy or delay in announcing a renewal i don't know uh i suppose they waited this long uh, the makers are going well what are we going to do it's kind of like the uh, rick and morty thing where yeah. where they're sort of pressuring like adult swim to say hey what are we doing yeah you, yeah come on we we only get renewed after the after the next season and then the next season we want something a bit more solid and then they got like the biggest deal yeah, <laughs> of fucking a set, ever. Uh, of a seven seasons. Six seasons in a movie! Six yeah. seasons in a movie! Yes, <laughs> literally. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's, it, it's, a, it's a smart decision by Netflix to keep Wednesday going because, you know, they're about to run out of Stranger Things. They've only got one more Stranger Things uh, season left. Um, and, you know, and that show has been probably their biggest show um so and wednesday season one was viewed i think they had more hours viewed on that than season four of stranger things i think yeah is what i read like it was insane the amount of people that watched wednesday they watched more um yeah so it's um it's good to see that they've they've made the right choice because yeah i i enjoyed wednesday i don't think it, i don't think it's like the hype around it is probably a bit too much um but it is really good Huge following. Huge following, understandably. Um, And there's a lot of really cool elements in in the story. But I would... um, Yeah, so I would be very keen to see a season two and where they take the characters and what kind of stories they do next. Um, uh, That would be really great. So, yeah. So it's great news. Hmm. Great news to see it it renewed. Um, Michael, uh, are you happy about this as well? Uh, Yeah. Neither here nor there? Yeah, here's the thing. I'm... I'm still umming and ahhing if I'm still, still liking it or not. Um, mm. It's a very interesting story, and it's and it takes these characters that we sort of know, uh, because it's an IP that's been going around since the 30s, and the character, uh, the characters of the uh, family ha- has been different in every iteration. I think I kind of like the 60s sitcom version where. Mm. It was a functional family, and they all liked each other, and there was yeah. no real like 
hesitancy between there, there was no conflict between the family it was just them versus the world basically mm-hmm. and and how uh, everyone else is sort of uh, uh, like hating on them because they're so uh, creepy and kooky and but it's such a lovable family and mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> and the family that is like next door is sort of the most dysfunctional family but they look normal and it's sort of an uh, an aquin for what makes a good good family uh, like living your best self and i suppose in this uh iteration uh there is a bit of a a tiff between like mother and daughter and and all that it's like okay if you're gonna go down right that's all right Uh, it's not my adam's family but i i enjoyed it nonetheless and the mystery of it well as i said it is to be desired i sort of (laughs) i sort of guessed it was uh you know richie because she didn't really do much (laughs) if you're going to have that particular character being played by that particular person obviously it's going to be something big <laughs> i had that that was the only spoiler i had was that twist oh yeah yeah i was, I, go- yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's, it's her isn't it? it's her yeah it's her not nah, red herring her <laughs> i didn't get the other twist either. no no that was a that was a wonderfully done surprise i really liked how they executed that other twist yeah yeah. I also enjoyed the red herring. It's like, nah, it's too early for the coming out to be him. Mm. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, that's nice. Uh, and then we get the realisation. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, <laughs> it is that sort of Tumblr sort of thing. It's like the y- your boyfriend is like the villain <laughs> sort of shit. Oh, yeah, don't don't I know about that right now. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> and yes, I'm still still Sauron simp over here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm not the demographic. But in the end I'll probably watch it as well. Watch watch um Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday is season two. Season two, yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Binge yeah, it good. all. Binge it all, do it all. Uh, yeah. 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 Get nice. over. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, that is our nerdy news for this week. Done. In the books. Uh, which means now it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Yes, it's yes, trailer queen. park time. Yes, queen. And might I say, what a trailer park to come back to <laughs> for, for the start of this year. Holy shit. Also, and don't take this the wrong way, Fulia, but it's a good thing you're not on this episode because <laughs> otherwise we probably wouldn't have been able to do a couple of these trailers. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe one in particular, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. Um... I love you fully. It's okay. Um, okay, so first trailer we are going to talk about. Speaking of Nicolas Cage, uh, we finally got our first look at Renfield. Woo! Yes. All right. So I was curious about this film when it was announced and the casting was announced. Like, you know, Nicholas Holt's going to be Renfield and Nicolas Cage is going to be Dracula. All right, let's see what we can do with this. <coughs> But this, this trailer has sold me <laughs> on the film. You have my money. 
I'm going to watch this on the big screen. I'm going to love it. I hope. I'm sure I will. It looks <laughs> phenomenal. Um, I am totally here for a fish out of water. Like, this. I feel like this movie wouldn't exist if what we do in the shadows wasn't a thing. Because it feels like it might take some elements of that. Like, not the mockumentary stuff, obviously. No. But, but the aesthetic and the premise of, like, old-timey vampires trying to be... Modern. A part of society, contemporary, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so that's really a really really cool premise. Um, yeah, Nicholas Holt looks fantastic in the role as well as uh, Renfield, um, and him and Aquafina bouncing off each other. I, I'm here for this. <laughs> I'm definitely here for this. That looks that looks great. Um, and then, yeah, they save the, the big reveal for the end, Nicolas Cage as Dracula. Um, and he looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, and he sounds fantastic. Like, you almost don't know it's Nicolas Cage. Like, he kind of doesn't look or sound like himself a little bit. I don't know if you felt that way, Mike, but that's kind of how I took it, which is neither a good nor bad thing. It's just more he's of definitely embodying the character. He is, and he's doing a really good job. Like, he's not doing it in an over-the-top Nicolas Cage way, I don't think. Unless no. it'll, unless it'll be different in the movie, I don't know. But, um, no, I yeah, I think it's really great, and I like the character design on him. Uh, and, you know, as someone who has watched a lot of vampire stuff... Um, I've never really seen a vampire that has so many teeth, but then they still have the fangs. Like the fact that they still gave him the two fangs, and he's but he's still got like rows upon rows of pointy teeth. It's just very interesting, and I I'm here for new interpretations. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. It looks fun. It looks hilarious. Um, and yeah, and a good, a good, yeah, a good comedy horror. I'm. It's been a while since we've had one of those, I think. So um, I'm here for it, hundred um, percent. What are your thoughts, Michael? It's a very good trailer, and comedy vampire always works. And I definitely now maybe speculation, but <laughs> because this is done by Universal as well. And mm. and there is a lot of like um, uh, like the original um, Dracula was a Universal picture, like all because everyone knows uh, like the Universal monsters, and yes. and all through that. And considering that uh, Nicolas Cage uh, and his Dracula looks like Bella Lugosi because yeah. they can, is yeah. really cool because because. There, there is a lot of um, uh, you can't do Dracula as Dracula be- uh, because of the look because we all know what Dracula looks like because it's been mm. ingrained into pop culture for years yes. especially with Bela Lugosi's um, Dracula uh, and you can definitely see like uh, of different um, production companies trying to do their version as close to the universal Dracula but they can't because you know it's it has to be different. It's it's exactly like the um, uh, Wizard of Oz uh, mythos. Like the characters are uh, uh, in the public domain, but you can't yeah. make them look like the uh, MGM um, uh, the MGM characters. 
even though everyone knows what they look like. Like, mm. like the Tin Man can't look like the Tin Man if you're doing like an adaptation of it or, or whatever. There's always subtle differences that they have to d- get around the sort of copyright loophole. And, and that's why Return from uh, Return to Oz and the characters look completely different is because of that fact. Yeah. But I kind of like the fact that they <laughs> that Nicolas Cage is sort of embodying like a Bela Lugosi um, Dracula, and that and the teeth as well. It's like a modern take of what Bela Lugosi would have done in modern modern uh, cinema era. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, nice. And I don't like vampire stories at all, <laughs> except if they're doing like a piss take, or uh, I can see sort of the um, uh, the mechanics of it. And yeah, mm. so when is this coming out, and when yes. are we going to be happy? <laughs> <laughs> well, we will both be very happy on the sixth of April uh, here in Australia. That is when Renfield will be on the big screen. Just in time for Halloween. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Not six and a half months too early. No, nah. no, just in, just in time. <laughs> just in time. All right. Speaking of just in time, mm. I don't know if that has any bearing on what I'm about to talk about, but oh, holy shit! Ah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the first trailer for Evil Dead Rise. Jeff's kiss. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> holy. Holy crap. I'm actually looking forward to your uh, take on this. Okay, all right. No, I love this trailer. Um, I thought it was really, really good. Um, (laughs) The fucking gore in this trailer sets up a very gory experience, which is obviously no surprise given the franchise's history and especially the previous film, which was sort of the remake reinterpretation i suppose um which was really good um so i actually need to check if it's i know because i know this is um produced by sam raimi and bruce campbell this one it is yeah um produce yeah but i just want to see yeah see who the director if it's the same guy who did the remake no it's a different guy okay um lee cronin i have never heard of him interesting cronenberg Um, ha (laughs) Haha. <laughs> no. Um Body horror. Yeah. Okay. He's he's a horror director, but he's mostly done shorts. So this is pretty much gonna be his first big debut. Project. Wow. Well, you're selling me, Lee, this trailer. Spectacular. Um yeah, I loved every bit about this trailer. It was a very well edited trailer, very well crafted. The song choice of K Sarah Sarah, I mean that's <laughs> fine like you could take (laughs) like you could take or leave that but i liked the way it complemented like i always i'm a sucker for twisted irony and like you know juxtaposition of light and dark and all of that stuff like i just i think that's really fun um so i loved how they did that in this trailer i like that they didn't explain fully what's going on in the movie like, obviously, the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon, is there, and it looks really cool. It looks very different, again, in this interpretation. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I'm here for, for that. Hearing the voice, the words from the book out loud was also really effective. Um, and, yeah, for some reason, the mum 
this mom is, yeah, having a bad time. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I was, no, I was floored by this trailer. It was awesome. It was <laughs> awesome. I'm pumped. I'm so pumped for this movie. It looks, it looks good. It has no right to look this good, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just fantastic. Super effective, super powerful, super creepy. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, all right, Michael, I'm dying to hear your thoughts. Um, please, what did you think of the trailer for Evil Dead Rise? Um, I'm generally surprised because um, okay. I am a big like Sam Raimi horror fan, mm-hmm. and as such, I have I haven't seen the the new one that came out in 2013. Oh, you haven't seen that? I haven't seen oh, it because you should watch it. I. I've been burnt before with remakes. So. No fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And okay. Yeah. So, and considering that every movie, subsequent movie that's come out as Evil Dead, like Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, they sort of do a hashed remaking of the actual film because of rights issues and that. And that's why Evil... Uh, Evil Dead is like completely different to Evil Dead Two, <coughs> and even mm. Army of Darkness that they couldn't use the can't use the title Evil Dead because of rights and that. Uh, yeah, it's stupid and weird, and yeah. and just watching Ash versus Evil Dead is a whole lot of fun, and it, it, it is a shame that it, it's sort of finished because mm. no one was really watching it because it was on a. It was on a streaming service that no one had, and yeah. and and but when it was uh, when the rights were sold, uh, the viewing rights were so- sold to uh, Netflix. Then a huge boost came in because it's Netflix. Everyone's got Netflix, so they, so everyone was watching it. And yeah, I haven't seen the uh, the quote unquote remake of of it, but I have heard good things. And this mm. is pro- and this trailer is probably gave me an incentive to actually watch it. Even though uh, this film has got nothing to do with uh, it, so no, I don't it, think so. It's sort of like it's the Evil Dead in a high rise, hence the name, and mm. and it looks it looks pretty. It, it definitely has the Dutch tilt uh, Raimiisms of these particular um, uh, movies, as well as the uh, evil uh, the Evil Dead creature being the camera itself like the pov like going into and, and that sort of thing and yeah and just it just it just it looks remarkable and just and the oh what's her name uh whoever i'm get i'm guessing it's beth being the mum like lily lily's uh, uh civilian uh where's the cast um no i think no. If you're talking about the one who's possessed, I think that's Ellie, played by Alyssa Sutherland. I yeah, yeah. She looks like the one. She, yeah, she's got blonde hair and her iron She motor. looks like she's having fun. Oh, she does, doesn't she? And oh. she just looks like a deadite as well, and and just the and just just close-ups of eyes just going everywhere. It's very Sam Raimi. So mm-hmm. uh, hats off for the person that actually making it feel like a Sam Raimi film and. Yeah, hell yeah. And it's just creepy. And I just love creep. I just like the creepiness. And also, it's... it. A lot of people saying, yeah, it, it's a possession film. And we've seen them to death, like... 
I, like it, it definitely has that sort of modern take of horror as well coming in but it's mm. it's it's a situation but it's set somewhere else and i quite quite like that so mm. mm-hmm. and yeah it's uh, being uh, produced by uh, sam raimi and uh, bruce campbell and <laughs> and yeah and if they're involved then in some sort of way then great uh i can't wait and maybe we should do like an evil dead month because there's because there's plenty yes there is plenty there's plenty it would have to probably be an evil dead six months though if we wanted to do the series as well but yeah (laughs) well it's here or there i mean uh definitely do the movies oh yeah for sure then you can see all the memes I'm d- yes. Well, I've seen I've seen all of the movies. Yeah. So it's just the series I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Makes me want I haven't to go watched, back. Yeah, I haven't watched them in a long time though. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. the series is on Netflix, so you can definitely watch that. It de- yes. It definitely combines. The, they try and combine like all, all of the loose ties and what oh, Bruce good. was. Uh, no, Ash was doing. Bruce and Ash are interchangeable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But no nice. Ash this time, unfortunately. But No, no Ash in this one. But still. Still. It's good. It's for a new generation. It's for a new generation of deadites. Yeah, so when are we going to be living dead? <laughs> yes, well... When are we um, going to be reading this <coughs> Necronomicon? Yes, well, uh, the evil dead shall rise uh, in the US on the 24th... Uh, sorry, 24th. 21st of April... Um, don't have an Australian date locked in, but hopefully it'll be around the same time. Um, so another horror movie in April. Yeah, just in time for Halloween again. Just in time for Halloween again. I think, yeah, uh, considering like last year, I can say that now. Uh, last year was sort of mm. like huge for horror. I mean, there was a there was a lot of good horror, horror things coming out, like Malignant and yeah, and Nope and Nope and and. Um, uh, um, the black, and the black phone. The um, black phone. Yeah, and I suppose Prey sort of has horror elements to it. Yeah, yeah. In a way. Um, that was another one. Oh, Bodies, Scream. Bodies, Bodies was very good. Oh, and Scream. Scream 6. Yeah. 6? Mm-hmm. 5. 5. This 4. was the fifth one. 3. 3. 2. two 1. 1. Boom. Boom. Goes the dynamite. Goes the dynamite. All right. Next trailer, our third and final for the week. Uh, switching it up uh, with a comedy trailer um, on our last one here for a movie called You People. What do you mean, <laughs> you people? You people. Um, yes. So it's kind of a rom-com. It's kind of a sort of a meet the parents situation um, with Jonah Hill playing uh, the lead in this um and uh i'm i'm kind of interested in this movie just to see if it's actually going to be as good as this trailer was because it was a very good trailer i thought um probably a bit long for like the, the i know they put up a trailer like a month or so ago but the one we're talking about is very long trailer came out this week um it's about three minutes long so mm. which is yeah quite long for a trailer um and it showed us a lot, obviously, but I don't think it was to the detriment of the film itself. Um, yeah, it looks funny. It looks interesting. Um, 
that we're doing. It's kind of interesting that they're, they're doing a, a a racial kind of comedy now. That I mean, obviously, racial things like this are always going to be present and you know happening. Um, but you know, these it's not an original story. It hasn't been done. Like it's not like it hasn't ever been done before. Obviously, um, but I kind of am looking to see and looking forward to seeing a contemporary take on that premise of like you know mixed race couple and they meet each other's parents and you know chaos ensues. Um, and you know the fact that um, uh, Eddie Murphy is playing one uh, one of the parents and Julia Louis Dreyfus is playing one of the others. So it's it's uh, you've got the makings of a very potentially very funny film um, up in here. So um, yeah, um, I hope it's good. I think it I think it looks I think it looks really good um, and it looks very funny. And but there's probably going to be a lot of awkward kind of cringe humor. Maybe mm. I don't know. Um, but I love the way Julia Louis Dreyfus plays that. Um, she's very good at it, obviously. Um, and I, in this trailer, just what we saw of her, um, I'm, I'm most excited to watch what she will do with this character she's playing in this movie, I think. Um, and it's, it's always good to see Jonah Hill playing the straight man. I find Jonah Hill very, I find him more hilarious, I think, when he's the straight man as opposed to the, you know, the crazy one. Um, so yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it's any good. Um, hopefully it is. Uh, plus, I'm always here for more Eddie Murphy, so it's good mm-hmm. to see him. Good to see him in a in another movie again. Back yes. in action. Back in action, hundred um, percent. Michael, mm-hmm. your thoughts on you people? Looks very interesting. Mm. Uh, a story that I not on any of the sides. <laughs> so uh, it will be a very a very interesting take on the sort of meeting of the parents and meeting of both worlds like coming together and this is basically um one one yeah it's uh don't take this out of context but (laughs) it's uh very uh jewish versus um uh, muslim so yes there's that element as well (laughs) there there's a lot of powder cake that Mm. may be to explode and yeah, it's just kids. It's like, well, I don't really follow like the family faith, basically. Otherwise, we wouldn't be together. So it's and it's definitely um, um, a generational story as well. Uh, yeah. So I'm all for this. I, it, it definitely looks very interesting. I mean, um, probably not a probably not a, a date film <laughs> for me. <and> <laughs> But, nah. but I definitely want to see, like, I, I really enjoy these sort of pe- people uh, in, mm. in it, like Joan Hill, um, Eddie Murphy, uh, uh, Julie, Louise Dreyfus. Uh, and there's a lot of swearing in it, so it's good. Um, mm. <laughs> and David DeCompany, I Oh, yeah, I forgot. How did I forget him? Jesus. Nah, that's all right. He's, what else has he done? Well, I can tell you he was in one of the worst movies I saw last year, so... Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, wasn't um, he in Bubble, wasn't it? Yeah, The Bubble. Yeah. yeah. Terrible film. Well, yeah. <laughs> Paul, a great premise with a great cast and a great director, poorly executed. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> that was... That was Judd Apatow, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. 
And he's usually, you know, on his game. But for some reason with this one, don't know what happened. Mm. Yeah, but David Duchovny was in that. and But yeah, I'm. but he looks like... It, this movie looks like it will be better for him than, mm. than that one was, I think. Will he be redeemed? Hopefully. We can believe. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want to believe. You want to believe he can be redeemed. <laughs> yes. So when is this getting dropped on Netflix? Yes, on Netflix. It's a Netflix comedy movie, uh, and it will be coming out very soon. Uh, you can catch it on the 27th of January. Hopefully 100 minutes long. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, here we I go. Imagine. Running time. Uh, 117. Close. Close. <laughs> Slightly longer. <coughs> Slightly longer, but that's all right. That's including ads. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, I went um, down on my membership for Netflix. Oh, has that kicked in? Yeah, that's kicked in. Oh, I didn't know that it had already started. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not changing it because fucking YouTube ads piss me off. Enough. I don't want to deal with Netflix ads. So, mind you, I will up it for like something that I really want to watch in high definition because it's all standard. Wow. <laughs> so, so you know, priorities and uh, cost what of kind living. Of, is what kind annoying. of? Yeah, oh, the cost of living is yes, not not great for us, is it? Um, what uh, may I ask? Are the ads like? Is it just like watching free to air, or no. is it like YouTube? Uh, it's kind of like YouTube ads. Yeah. Okay. I definitely not doing it then. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, they haven't got the, like, locally um, pinpoint ads. Like, for a while, I was getting a lot of beer ads. Huh? I was like, I don't drink beer. Your algorithm's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink at all, really. Yeah. Yeah. I could Fair be, enough. I could, uh, I could be Islamic. You could? Yeah. Yeah. I look Islamic. Maybe. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I won't judge. Yeah. Um, at least I know. Where, uh, at least I know where no- uh, East is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mecca. Oh. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, enough. Enough of that. Um, because that's trailer park done. We're rolling out, which means it's now time for the moment. Oh. The segment. It's that time. The section. We. The part. Water. The place. Mm. The spot. At what? The. I think I've used all of my popcorn culture. Ah! Yeah. It's popcorn culture time. I used all my cinnamons. I used all my cinnamons. Maybe if I had my giant thesaurus again, I'll be able to figure figure shit out. <laughs> rare. <laughs> rare. Thesaurus, rare. Rare. My favorite dinosaur. Yeah, is good. He's a smart <coughs> Okay, so. Yes. We are back. Mm. First popcorn culture for 2023. And of course, we're going to be discussing yes. our thoughts mm. on the first two episodes of... The Bad Batch. Yes. Lucky they dropped two at the same time, otherwise, because it's a two-parter. Otherwise, I'd be annoyed for a week. I know. I know. Thank God. What happened to Omega? <laughs> you can't leave it like that, man. No. Falling no. from the sky. Spoilers. Falling from... Yes, falling from the sky. Yes, so spoilers for The Bad Batch, first two episodes. 
um, oh, I should do ahead. that. Oh, no. Do the disclaimer, Mike. Thank uh, you very much. I don't, oh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Spoiler. No, I don't want that. That's, no, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> Either I, I just need to write the bed. The bed beach. The bed beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, and the bitch is back. Is back. Nice. I sort of half watched the uh, farewell tour. Um, oh, I, I haven't, I haven't watched any of it. There we go. But center. Maybe one center day. Center it. There we go. Center it. Nice. <coughs> All right. Yes. Yeah, so, Bad Batch season two finally upon us. It was supposed to come out in 2022, but it uh, got delayed for various reasons. We don't know why. Animation, okay. maybe. Probably animation. Um, that would make the most sense, I suppose. Um, so, uh, as a treat, we got the first two episodes out of the gate, as we just mentioned. And yes, good thing, because it was a pretty intense two-parter story. Mm. Um, a really nice return, just from my overall thoughts, I thought it was a really nice return to these characters and to the their corner of the Star Wars galaxy that they are living in. The space um, they take up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the space they take up, yes. Um, I, I loved how we were thrown in. At, in, in the middle of a mission at the start like that was a really good way to kind of catch us up with like okay obviously some time has passed Omega is uh, getting older um, you know she's much more capable and sure of herself which I am so here for <laughs> not getting in trouble and getting captured no no more of that shit she can get herself out of her situations yeah um, except she still causes some trouble um, here and there, but that's okay. I'm totally all right with that. The fact that she can handle herself and she's very, very, very skilled with that bow now, mm. um, which is lovely to see, um, and much a much more integral part of the team, it seems, as well. Um, so I really enjoyed uh, seeing that to start with. And then, yeah, I think it's so funny that this is the first Star Wars thing to come out after Andor because there were aspects of this that made me think of Andor in terms of the, you know, or maybe the rebels aren't as good as they claim mm. sort of thing. You know, you got that, you get that vibe of like, um, you know, like at one point, one of the characters is, I can't remember who it is, is talking about, you know, the money that they're stealing and using it for themselves and whatnot and stuff. And like, whether or not that's the right thing to be doing, like, aren't we doing just as bad things as what they're doing sort of thing. And I, I kind of like how yeah. that's, sort of kind of come out just on the heels of Andor finishing and then to have this and it's, you know. It's depending what you do with it. Yeah. This Mm. was a very, it was a very adult uh, storyline, like with with adult elements in it because you had that and then I won't talk about the ending until we get to it, but the, the ending I was like, holy shit, they actually did that. Isn't this a show aimed at kids? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Clone Someone... Wars was definitely like uh, the animated Batman of its day. It's de- mm. it's ca- it it's ki- is catering for kids. Like, it, oh, it's all pretty colors and and uh, stylized like people um, animation. But it's definitely doing like plot lines that are definitely um, make you thinky. Yeah, yeah. Um... And I really just, I thought it was a really great story. Um, And to also kind of expand on, um, you know, and as a reminder uh, that the Separatists were people too before this whole thing went down. 
and they had lives and they were just trying to do their thing. Yeah. Like they're not they're not all bad people. Um, so I, I really like how there was a human element brought into it yeah. as well. I suppose the because the previous one that we've probably seen is is Count Dooku. Yes. And, and their right. string of like out for themselves sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a good thing that they did these sort of uh, the Count Dooku um, shorts that they did at the end oh, of last year. Right? Actually, yeah, I should correct myself. We that we had between oh, but and did Tales of the Jedi came out when Andor was still airing, wasn't it? Maybe I think so. Uh, I can't remember. I think I so. Have, I, I, I think, think it got yeah. dropped all in one day, and then it was in the middle of Andor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either before uh, or after. Okay. Or during. No, that, I can't remember. But anyway, yes, yeah. Thank God, yeah. We had, yeah, Tales of the Jedi as well to kind of help. It definitely added some some stuff. The Dooku, I the, I still can't get over how good the Dooku stuff was in in those shorts. Like it definitely um, uh, added towards uh, the character of Count Dooku, because mm, otherwise mm-hmm. we. Otherwise, he, he just turns up for one movie and that's it. And, yeah, he just dies in the <laughs> in the prologue of the next movie. Yeah, pretty much. Kill him, Anakin. Kill him, Anakin. Um, yes, yeah, so... Do it. Uh, those are my general thoughts. Um, what, what, what were your initial takeaways? How did you feel coming back to these characters after... At least a year now, I think it is. Yeah, back in the saddle, sort of thing. Mm. Um, I <coughs> watched a video because I'm subscribed to uh, a guy, Screen Crush, and he. Oh, did... I I watched the Easter eggs one. Uh, it wasn't the Easter eggs. Uh, I think it was released like the day of. It was like season one in 15 minutes. Oh, I haven't seen that. Just All gave right. me Sorry. just gave me Continue. a crash course. And I was like, okay, what's going on again? <laughs> All I remember is there are clones and the defaults and stuff happen. Mm. And, yeah, because it's definitely a a lot of space between drinks. And so Mm. so trying to remember stuff. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah, I didn't see the the Easter eggs, I think. I watched that. I watched it this morning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it definitely, it definitely um, started started off running, which I much appreciate. Instead of like reintroducing like uh, your favorite characters, and being being involved with the mission, and yeah, I'm I'm definitely enjoying uh, D. Bradley Baker mm. knocking it out of the park of making each clone their own individual character. Yeah, he's still crushing it. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm very much enjoying it, and the overall of the two parter is is definitely uh, an upkick of la- last season of where these characters are. Like, yeah, uh, Omega or Omega uh, is um, a bit a bit older now, a bit more mm. older and wiser, and and more <laughs> aware of her predicament and. Yeah, it's it's heading towards somewhere that's very interesting. Where yeah, spoilers for the ending, but I won't say it here. <laughs> yes, it definitely definitely is. Um, yeah, I 
yeah, I... I don't even know where I'm going with this, but yeah, I don't know. I just keep repeating myself that I just, I just really enjoyed this two-parter. Um, yeah. So like after, after they, they finish, you know, fighting the crab, crab people, um, <laughs> on this planet. Macra. <coughs> the, oh, macra the macra terror. The macra terror. Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I understand that reference sort of. Um, well, yeah, you've yes. seen the cover. So. Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> That I have. Um, yeah, so after that, um, and seeing just how, you know, much of a, more of a team, I suppose, they are. Um, yeah, they head back to SIDS, and um, we meet a new character who is, I think, going to be a regular going forward. Yeah. Um, voiced by the legendary Wanda, Wanda Sykes. Sykes. Um, hand, like, hand, hands off to her. She's fantastic. Um Fee Genoa is the character's name she's playing. Um, very interesting personality. Uh, and I, I, I kind of think she's going to throw a spanner or two in the works for the boys. Um, I really enjoyed her um, <laughs> her comment about the um, assembly line being off because, like, aren't you guys supposed to be clones? Hmm. None of you look... None of you look the same. Like, what's going on there? I, I thought that was a very funny observation. Um, yeah. So she seems really, really interesting. Um, and because she's the one that um, brings Sid this opportunity of them going to... Um, what's the name of the planet? Uh, Sereno, um, the, the Separatist planet, um, to, to, you know, plot this heist. So, um, yeah. And it's a very, very risky heist. And... Yeah, we see that play out uh, pretty accurately uh, <laughs> in terms of said risk. Um, what did you think, Mike, of, of Fee Genoa, um, just as an intro to her? Um, very good intro, uh, right off the bat, because she... Wanda Sykes has a very recognisable um, voice. Yeah. Uh, and the way that they do the character model, she definitely looks like a person that you can probably like chuck in live action. So, mm. maybe. <laughs> we will see. Maybe she turns up in Ahsoka. We don't know. Oh. oh. I'm here uh, for that. Yes. And, yeah, setting up like a sort of... Um, uh, considering this has only been two two episodes so far, they're probably setting up so- something uh, further, further along down the track. Mm. And... Yeah, it's a very interesting take. It's like, yeah, if you do this thing, then you'll be free to do whatever whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and it goes on with, uh, well, surely this should help other people. It's like, well, it, it's good if it comes to us because we know, because we know how to handle stuff, you know, because mm. our morals are, are, are clear, maybe considering what happened to um, Hookshot, <laughs> to Bullseye. Oh, uh, I forget. I for- Don't worry, I forgot his name as well. I'm going to have to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other one, who whose inhibitor chip was no longer in there, it was his... Crosshair. Crosshair. Yeah. Uh, bullseye. Um, uh, Deadshot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it right one day. And... Yeah, and his mo- his morals are, are are his own. So yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely an interesting take. 
mm. and can't wait to look forward what what's going to happen yeah yeah well i mean you know the fact that she um is coming in like fee is coming in with this this insanely risky mission that the the batch almost don't do mm-hmm. mostly mostly because i guess hunter is like yeah nah um, this is way too risky and too dangerous. We're not going to be able to pull this off safely. Let's keep it on um, the down low because everyone thinks we're dead. Exactly, that as well. Like, the fact that they've gotten away, or at least they think they've gotten away from the Empire after the events of the first season, um, and that they can actually kind of live a life now. We don't need to, you know, remind them that we're still here. Um, so there's, yeah, there's a lot of factors going into that thought process. But the Batch are just like, well, if but if we are successful then we will have enough money to to actually have our freedom. Yeah. Um, or the illusion of freedom is what is kind of alluded to in the episode, is that, you know, that, that reminder, again, from Andor, like, you're never really free from the Empire. Like, as long as the Empire is in charge, that's it. You really, you're not, you know, you're going to be under their thumb. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, they have a vote, and then they decide to, to head on out to Sereno. Um, and we get this really intriguing scene between Echo and Hunter, mm. where, which I thought, I thought Echo was maybe being a little harsh. I get, I got what he was saying sort of about how Omega is like, was the catalyst of their problems. Um, I suppose, um, I understand what he's saying, but I don't really agree with him i feel like enough time should have passed for them to be okay with like her being a you know she's one of the batch she you know they know like she's part of the same you know a bunch of clones and all of that stuff so it's yeah she's one of them so it's just interesting that echo thinks like obviously by the end of the episode he doesn't exactly think that no um which is I, i like that character development he sort of has um but yeah, I thought I don't know. I thought he was being a, he was a little out of line. What did what did you make of his his conversation? Um, if it's ever to come from one of the bad batch, it would be him, considering mm. he isn't one of the bad batch either. He, True. He's um an actual uh state uh, is the um uh what do you call it assembly line sort of. Yeah, he's clone. not part of. Yeah, he's not part of technically part of Clone Force 99 because, yeah, he's not one of the def- quote-unquote defective ones. No, he's, he sort of became yeah. defective. Yeah. Of being more more machinelle than man. Man, yes. <laughs> Twisted and... Not so evil. Swiss, Swiss army hand guy. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's kind of good that he he's getting more more stuff to do as well cause, agreed because yes. considering his backstory as well mm-hmm. and yeah there may that may fester into something else as well then just make make it interesting and maybe mm. he, he'll be the next to splinter off from from the batch maybe mm. i mean isn't wasn't rex in the teaser well the teaser, yeah i think so so Maybe they'll or or or, or Cody is Cody still kicking around? Ah, as well? he's always one kicking of, around. One of one of them. So yeah. So we're definitely going to meet up with with them. Yeah. Uh, get their help, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ahsoka is going to do a cameo. Ooh. Ooh. Wouldn't Hopefully. Run, wouldn't run past them. 
<laughs> no, definitely not. They're all about those uh, cameos, mm. aren't they? Cameos and member berries. Member berries, yes. Remember, we're doing an Ahsoka live action, so here's a little, a little taste. And oh, wouldn't it be weird if they? Nah, it, w- it wouldn't make sense if um, Ahsoka has been voiced by either Rosario Dawson or the person who did did her in Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, Ashley Eckstein, yeah. Yeah. I suppose she she wouldn't be old enough yet. In a way, her voice. So mm. it wouldn't make sense. But Yeah. No, that's fair. That's a good point. Um yeah. So we get to Sereno and uh, you know, the, the the batch assess the situation and um yeah, and then we get this, you know, lovely play out of the heist. Like I I one of the interesting things about this two-parter is that, yeah, most of it is action-based. Um, so it moves really quickly. Um, like, the episodes are just under half an hour each, I think, by the time credits roll. Very digestible. Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah. It goes down real easy. Like, you don't feel the time at all, and you're you're in it with them as the action is unfolding. You can feel the tension and the stakes of what they're doing. Um, and... I, I kind of liked how they all got separated as well. Mm. Um, I thought that was a really cool decision to be making in terms of the storytelling. Um, so that was cool. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the whole the whole way the heist played out. It was great. And it really was really good and refreshing to see that despite how, how sure they were that they were going to be successful, like some of, some of them were. Obviously, Hunter was not so. Um, but... You know, Wrecker is probably, you know, one of the most excitable people in the Star Wars canon. (laughs) Um, um, So, yeah, so it was nice to actually see that they weren't going to pull this off. Um, And not to skip to the ending. I think that was one of the best... The stakes were so high. One of the best things they did was the fact that they didn't get away with anything. They went through all of that. They did this heist. They got nothing. Yeah. Um, and I really liked that um, because it grounded them more. Like it was, you know, they're not these OP clones um, that can just, you know, because like, you know, in the first season they were pretty pretty uh, adept um, in their situations that they found themselves in that could adapt quite easily and pretty, like they could just... Yeah. They were on top of things. They they got out of every pickle they were in. Obviously, there was stakes there too. But um, but you know they always were successful in every task. They everything every mission Sid gave them. I'm fairly certain there wasn't one that they didn't accomplish <laughs> that I can remember. But here, first mission out the bat, season two, no. Nah. Um, I I really like that. So uh, yeah. Yeah, just to touch on the with their introduction to in uh, Clone Wars season eight. That there were like this, this, this mongrel bunch of uh, of clones that can get shit done, and then yeah, it just ma- makes them. Uh, uh, what's the word? It ma- makes them all rounded as a as a bunch and characters and mm-hmm. uh, where we are in this particular timeline in Star Wars, where it's only been a couple of years after the Order sixty six. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And then to like return to, you know, Dooku's home base, you know, 
only, like you said, a couple of years after Order 66 and, you know, Dooku's death and all of those events of the prequels. Like, it's so... I love kind of... It is sort of a member various thing, but I do love when Star Wars kind of takes you to places you've been before, but you get to see them in different ways. Yeah. Um, and I really love how they do that in these episodes um, on this planet. I think mm-hmm. that's... It's, I think it's fantastic. Um, Some, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work. It's like... Uh, yeah. You, you're dealing with a, a complete huge universe and you've only got you've only gone to like nine planets and that's it so yeah it can, we're on, oh we're on tatooine again oh, oh what what's that oh you can always do what the sequel trilogy does it's like yeah. hey it's a desert planet but it's not yes <laughs> yeah which desert planet are we on now oh it's not tatooine it's not jakku what's this one called like come on guys yeah anyway we're not here to talk about the sequel trilogy. Um, Michael, what did you think about the way the heist unfolded, about the action sequences in these two episodes? Uh, it's definitely um, it's definitely like a step up from la- last time, uh, mm. last season, mm-hmm. where um, they're definitely the uh, the um, effects side side of it, like the animators. Are sort oh, of, amazing! Right? Yeah, yeah, it's. It, 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 you can sort of feel feel the sort of weight it is, because um, going back to watching like Clone Wars or anything like that, like from the start, uh, it, everything sort of looks like not right. It doesn't have much weight in it. It's like it's very free flowy, because that because that's what they had at the time. But uh, it's definitely gone a long way with the um, with, with the animation. And everything's more grounded. You can you can pretty pretty much smell everything. It's 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 gritty. It's 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 the Star Wars that we like. It's gritty. It's not new. It's not plastic. It's it's and it's, yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Really mm. good. And yeah. and the heist itself, uh, where it sort of does go off the rails. So they have to think on their feet. It's like oh shit, what are we going to do? And then mm. they have to improvise, and that's probably the bit, uh, best bit of the entire thing. It's like, for sure, we don't know where we're going to go <laughs> with this, and uh, and it's a it, yeah, it's a bit like Endor, where we don't know, we don't know the end goal of the Endor, mm. of where we're going with this, and and it just keeps you guessing and more intrigued, and yeah, maybe. Each department sort of talks to each other, hopefully. So, so you can definitely say, "Well, we're doing a heist." Well, we're doing a heist, <laughs> but we're going to win. We're going to lose. Okay, so it's not exactly the same. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, because it, it it did me ma- it did make me think of Andor as well. Like the fact that we'd just seen a heist on the uh, on the Empire, um, and now we're seeing another one. Um, but yeah, two different outcomes definitely helps it, and two sort of circumstances but it is interesting that obviously Bad Batch is taking place before Andor but the timeline is very close together Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting um, cool so thing, things go topsy-turvy <coughs> um, our batch is separated and poor uh, Omega and Tech and Echo uh, are up in the air um, inside this gigantic, um, uh, what would you call it? I, I'm 
trying to find the word for it. But, uh, <laughs> shipping crater. Shipping, yeah, shipping container. Um, that's, you know, filled with all of this Barge. Money. Was it the evergreen? Ship- yes. <laughs> it's the evergreen of the Star Wars universe. Um, yes. So, yeah, they're stuck up in there and, uh, you know, they found they found the, the money that they need to steal, but, you know, obviously it's no good to them if they're dead. Um, so the, the stakes are pretty high. You know, I, I liked that. Like, I kind of like the way that they tied in, like, because earlier in the first episode, we saw how Omega was trying to, like, they were trying to teach Omega about different ships and their workings and processes and all of that stuff. And then we actually see that pay off uh in in later on when Mm. she's like oh it's okay we're gonna live because this um container has uh you know a a a system that will you know fire up automatically and and protect it from crash landing yeah fail safe fail safe plans yeah and you know and i like how that that it's not as easy as that like it, it doesn't fire until pretty much the last minute uh, and then, you know, they're on the bloody edge of a cliff when it actually lands. Um, <laughs> we haven't landed so, yet. We haven't landed yet, yeah. <laughs> and then they get out. Oh, we still haven't landed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Um, yeah, and then poor Tech um, gets injured pretty badly. Um, mm. one, of, one of his legs gets crushed. And I really like how, um, like, Tech was able to actually just use his brain for, like, something other than actual technology he's like oh there was this much amount of weight press that pressed on me it was my it was this femur that's fractured and blah, blah blah like he just knew instantly i have suffered and this is what happened to me um so yeah but that was that was disappointing to see him get hurt but um but yeah again good for the good for the story um because then we get to meet um roma um who is the old man who stumbles upon them in the in the woods um, the, the man who puts the, the, the face of humanity, I suppose, on the separatist movement um, kind of makes us understand exactly what Dooku did in terms of uh, how he uh, was more of a blight on his people, <laughs> it seems, than, uh, than an actual leader. Um, and Roma is voiced by Hector Elizondo, um, uh, who I was like, I didn't pick it, it was him when I heard his voice, but... I knew, I'm like, I know that voice. I've heard that voice somewhere. Um, and yeah, he's a very talented uh, actor. He was in the Prin- Princess Diaries. I think he might be most known for his role in that, um, um, amongst a bunch of other things. But yeah, um, I really liked the scenes with Romar and um, like, interesting that he was able to teach the Batch, uh, you know, lessons about themselves and about, you know, that people aren't just black and white sort of thing. Mm. You know, pe- people are not programmed and, uh, you know, to think certain ways and, um, you know, and they're complicated and, and yeah. And I, I like that he kind of, by the end of it, had taught Omega that, you know, treasure isn't everything, money isn't everything. You can't just, you know, think this way yeah. about, about things. Because it was really kind of heartbreaking to see Omega just be so, um, you know, narrow-minded and focused on, I must get the treasure. I must get, you know, and, but, and I, but I do like how they paid that off at the end of the episode. And we'll talk about that later as well. But, but yeah, but yeah, this edition of Roma was, uh, was a very excellent choice. Um, what were your thoughts on him? 
Um, I didn't really have much to say, like to mm-hmm. add. Sort mm-hmm. of the same of introducing a character that we believe is, you know, and then t- turning out, oh, there's more, there's more to, more to than just mm. uh, plain speaking and and just black and white. And yeah. yeah, and just showing Omega still needs uh, guidance. Like she's been spending too much with tech, and everything's more analytical, and everything is like no, it's more, it's more broad than that. So it definitely mm. is like, um, like the introduction of Omega to a younger audience is is to teach them. Um, uh, not everything is black and white, and sometimes you need need to like have a bit more trust in in people and not necessarily at face value especially with the separatists and mm-hmm. and everything that they're going going through so yeah um i can't really say much um maybe it's just a character that is just for this episode but knowing star wars will probably get more, <laughs> probably add more to the story than than needs be. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I do well, know. So we'll probably see him before the ending season. Yes, that's very true. That's very true. Um, and then, meanwhile, the uh, you know we have the other members of the batch, um, Hunter and Wrecker, um, who are being constantly chased by these stormtroopers that are. I think they're still clones at this point, um, or at least they're led by a clone. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think they've done the um, uh, the full switch, switch yet. over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're they're being pursued because um, they're trying to obviously get back to their ship um, so they can go and and save um, the others um, who are stranded. And uh, yeah, and I I really enjoyed the joy from Wrecker when he picked up that gun <laughs> and started blasting it at the <laughs> at the enemy um <laughs> i i thought that was that was pretty funny um yeah um but no there's some good kind of little action sequences there wasn't a lot to what wrecker and hunter were doing was there no nah, not really yeah no there's not not a lot to but yeah did you in, enjoy their scenes at all any comments um yeah wrecker's always fun fun yeah like him being in his element so we'll, we'll probably get an episode where he's a bit more grounded. But all in all, it's always a bit of fun. And mm. who was the other one? Uh, Hunter. Hunter, yes. Uh, yeah, Rambo. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, just sort of the B story of, of the plot. Yeah, he. It's, it's interesting that he that Hunter took much more of a backseat this episode. These episodes, mm. I think, like he was more just straight up the leader of of Clone Force ninety nine. He wasn't really doing much beyond that. I don't think because like season one was a lot of, you know, the father daughter sort of dynamic between him and Omega. I think, but yeah. but to start with, we've got a lot more focus on some of the other um, clones, and that's that's good. I think. Um, to mix it up for sure, but yeah, interesting that he took such a back seat though. Mm. Mm. Just to set goals, like trying to trying to regroup, and that's what a leader should do. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, cool. Well, I suppose we could probably just talk about 
the ending hmm. of episode two. Um, two things to discuss. Um, uh, one I already alluded to, which was uh, Omega realizing, uh, you know, like her having this moment of, well, we find out why she's so desperate to get the treasure because she overheard what Echo said um, to Hunter about her. Um, and she wants to, you know... Not be the burden. Yeah, she doesn't want to be the burden. She wants to make sure she counts. She wants to do her part. She wants to, you know... You know, not not be that person that's just bringing, bringing them all down and getting them into trouble anymore. Um, so that was a little sad to see that that's... She felt that she had to do that. Um, but I did... I did really like the... F- and I... I <laughs> it made me laugh, and I don't know why, but... Um, the fucking parallel to Last Crusade, like I don't mm. know if you if you felt that, but I yeah I was like watching it and ha- seeing um, Echo calling out for for Omega to, to let the let the bag go, forget about it, and all this, and it was even the camera angles were very similar and stuff, and I was like yeah I was hearing Sean Connery in my head Indiana. Let it go, like <laughs> Junior, yeah. Ju- Junior. Yes. Um. So that made me laugh a bit, but it was nice to see Echo and Omega bond, and kind of come to an understanding, and mm. to kind of both of them have this growth. Um. In this episode was really really good. Um. Yeah. Do you have any any thoughts on on how that all played out? No, it's it's good character growth for both of them, mm. like. Like we sort of touched on what um, Echo was uh, was sort of figuring out, it like, and it's like, well, the these are the people that I need to be with, so mm-hmm. don't don't be a dick. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's and you need to uh, present yourself like a different way because um, she's still a child and she is very impressionable. And very much like there, there, there is a lot of things that uh, b- being a parent myself that you need to uh, take stock like every thing that you do they will notice so yeah and and being an impressionable little sponges that they are you you need to make sure that they actually are brought up to be an upstanding citizen even mm-hmm. if you're in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, and with Omega, uh, she is still uh, finding herself. Like, she she is here on weird circumstances that we still haven't quite grasped what they are yet, and and she needs to make do what she needs to be. Yeah, she doesn't want to be the burden, but she doesn't want she doesn't want to be like um, like the pushover either. So no. it's going to be the balance. I mean, I didn't grow up as a as a clone or a woman, so it, it would definitely be interesting because she is essentially the the only woman, well, close to a woman, uh, pre woman. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. She is going to be a woman, in a yes, mu- in amongst of men. Yes, she will. Uh, you know, being the younger sister of 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 big brothers. 
and yeah will yeah it's a story that i'm not familiar of uh, familiar with but it'll definitely be an interesting thing to watch because mm-hmm. i like stories that doesn't involve me because me is boring <laughs> i've been living as me for the majority of my life so <laughs> i know my story yes i want to see something else time for some new stuff time for some, something new something new yeah. yes all right well um the very well probably not the very ending of the episode um but i think the one thing that's worth discussing before we wrap up mm. um uh, is um we have the return of vice admiral rampart from season one um, and uh, we get this scene with him and uh, Captain Wilco, who is the head of the the stormtroopers that were trying to um, capture the Bad Batch um, during the heist. And uh, he reports, he recognises instantly that the, it's Clone Force 99, and they're still alive, they're not dead. Mm. Um, and Rampart decides it's more beneficial... Mostly, I think it's for himself, for him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's for it's not oh, not for the bigger picture, but for himself, he doesn't want this on his record that um, he let Clone Force ninety nine go, um, f- which I guess fair enough. But <laughs> he orders uh, Wilco to uh, falsify the the, um, the the report, the mission yeah. report, basically, uh, to say that it wasn't Clone Force ninety nine, and he's like, well, no. <laughs> I'm not going to break protocol. I'm going to do my job. Uh, so screw you. Because <laughs> I'm a clone and that's what I'm built for. Exactly. That's what he was programmed and raised to do. Follow orders. Um, and he's not go- not about to break that. Uh, but then sadly it costs him his life. Because mm. Rampart is like, I'm going to do it then. And then shoots him. And then we get we cut to this wide shot of, of Wilco's body falling off the edge of the building. And... Yeah, that that's at the start. I was just that was the where I was like, I can't believe they just did that. Like <laughs> that's that's dark as shit. Um, but it's very Star Wars, so it makes sense um, for that to happen. But I really liked it. I thought it was really good and kind of also an interesting way of saving the Bad Batch from you know being hunted again. But obviously. It's gonna get to a point soon where they'll be discovered and there'll be nothing that Rampart can do about it. But uh, possibly, I I don't know. You don't think so? It would be interesting if they still go down this road. And uh, for instance, uh, this is a reason why we don't see him in the original trilogy. They're still out there. True. But who knows what's going to happen at uh, at the end of it. And, yeah, it could go either way. And, sorry, I started talking. No, no, it's okay. I was pretty much done with, with what I had to say uh, anyway. Because, yeah, that was that was just one of my favourite parts of the two episodes, was just seeing how, you know, Rampart was just just clearly in this for himself. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and is willing to kill clones. Um, well, now that... he has to fall. He has to falsify two records. Um, maybe just include in the mission statement that Captain Wilco 
mysteriously was, died. Was, was shot during the uh, ambush, during, yeah. during the heist. Mm-hmm. So it could either way because you know they're they're sort of a supremacist group and they don't really care about the the collateral damage of clones. So no, and that's, that's an, true. And that's another thing because these clones can be can be replaced until they start recruiting from third parties and they can't shoot straight because they're basically farmers trying to trying to you know get get some money. Because yeah. you know benefits and that it's like join join the empire and get some snazzy uniforms and you know yep. whatever you can and yeah with Rampart just doing this sort of thing it de- definitely gave me a lot lot more interest. It's like oh are they gonna do that gonna go down this route of of only he knows and so he his mission is to get them mm. and yeah. So, it's a very interesting take, and this will probably be the the remainder of the season, of of definitely with Rampart. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a a really good point. It's definitely setting up for what we can expect going forward. I think. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking it's pro. Uh, that's why I'm thinking it's probably going to be, uh, this season. Mm. And it could go either way if they if they get found out or not, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We will find out as the season continues. Um, do you have anything else to add, or shall we conclude? I think we conclude, and it was a very good opening season. It was. It was. I don't think it was as good as the pilot was, as in like the that epic long episode they had when Order sixty six happened. Like that was. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, but a good, like a very, very strong return um, to the Bad Batch, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very good stuff. Looking forward to where it goes. Um, okay. Well, that's done. Popcorn culture is done. No more Bad Batch to talk about until next week now. Um, so, um, before we go, um, as teased at the top of the show... Um, there, there is a new episode of the monthly out for those who haven't uh, been aware. Um, Fulia and I got together for December. For December, um, and we did a three-film comparison uh, of Pinocchio. Um, we talked about the 1940 film, the uh, 2022 live-action reimagining uh, featuring Tom Hanks, um, and then we. Uh, discussed uh guillermo del toro's pinocchio um three guesses as to which one we like the most (laughs) (laughs) um yes so that episode is out now i think it was a very very good conversation that we had um it was yeah it was it was really a lot of fun um yeah i enjoyed it quite a bit but it's the last episode of the monthly for now (laughs) for now yes hiatus Hiatus. We're taking a little break, because um, yes, as as I think we may have said, I don't know if we did the reasons for it, but it's just scheduling is a bit. I know it's a once a month podcast, but you know scheduling does become a thing. We yeah. both lead very busy lives, uh, and just you know um, 
coming up with concepts and ideas and things and stuff. Sometimes it can be a little tricky. Mm. Um, and we want to make a show that you guys are going to enjoy. So we may as well step away, take the time, assess. And when we have something we want to talk about, we'll get it on a recording and put it out there for you. Yeah. Um, like we're gonna, we're planning on doing more of the convincing game episodes at some point um, mm. later this year. So um, watch out for that. Stay subscribed. Um, you will see those um, come up. Um, but yeah, we're just just taking a little break from the monthly for now. But uh, it's not goodbye. That's that's for sure. It definitely it's won't be the last. Au revoir. It's au revoir. It's see you later. It's namarie, if you will. Um, yes, we will be back. It's at some ciao. Point. It's ciao. It's either hello or goodbye. Yes, true. That is very true. Um, but yeah, um, Mike, you listened to the episode? Yeah, and I was sad. I was very oh, sad. Don't be sad. Because when you said three Pinocchios, I thought you were going to talk about the uh, Polly Shaw one. See, I only dis- I only found out that movie existed like two weeks ago. <laughs> 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 And because a friend of mine, we were talking about the Guillermo del Toro one at work and how uh, how amazing it is. Um, and yeah, he mentioned the Paulie Shaw film. I was like, I'm sorry, Paulie Shaw made a Pinocchio movie? What is this? Um, and yeah, he showed me the trailer and I was just like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. <laughs> so three came out this year. Yeah, three Pinocchio films for 2022. I'm pretty sure Honest Trailers might have just done a thing. Or, Possibly, or, yeah. or how it should have ended. Like someone did a like a, a thing like making fun of the, the three Pinocchio. I think it was Honest Trailers, so all, like all three Pinocchio films that came out in 2022. I mean, yeah. But like in Guillermo del Toro's defense, he's been working on that movie for 15 years. Yeah, so. it's a uh, it's stop motion, so it, it goes for. It's usually f- like five years. To to actually from start to finish to make a film out of live action. Uh, li- you know what I mean. Yes. To make stop motion mm-hmm. work. Yes, it's a, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, yeah. um, but it absolutely worth it. It's like five um, seconds a day. Yes. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, like that. Yeah, we watched. We also watched the behind the scenes featurette that they've got on Netflix. It's about a 40, 45 minutes, I think, and they talk about how one one shot, not one scene, one shot took mm. like. Th- like three weeks to make. I, I mean, I I don't have that kind of patience. <laughs> no. But I mean, I have so much respect for all the artists that worked on on that film and just stop motion in general. Like it's yeah, it is a pure art form. Uh, absolutely. So, but anyway, go watch Pinocchio. Go listen to the monthly and watch this space for future monthly episodes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's let's get out of here, shall we? Yep. I think we're done. The kids are going nuts. The kids are going nuts. It's dinner time. Let's wrap up a one, a two, a three. And And that was was a a podcast podcast called Fred. Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head on over to youtube.com slash Productions. And if you're watching right now, you can follow us on Twitch. You can 
Put the link in the bio. You know, I'm not your dad. Google's free. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, I've been a Kendall Richardson. And I've been the stop motion of Michael Lister. It took me <laughs> two years to build. And, and you, you just, just experienced, experienced a, a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Yeah, remember to eat beef. Yes, remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the Doctor is in, and get well, Jeremy. Yes, yes, we love you, Jeremy. Yeah. We love you very much. Get well, get better, be safe and strong. Yes. Yes, yes. He's Mr. Plow, Mr. Plow, that name again, he's Mr. Plow. I saw, someone sent me that as a meme, they were like, is it too soon for this? And it was literally the villain for Hawkeye season two, and it was Homer dressed as Mr. Plow, and I was just like, "Fuck!" Oh dear. The internet. <laughs> I love you and I hate you. All right, ladies, Gators. Later. Look after for yourself listening. and your mental health. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. And scene. And scene. And scene.